He looks determined without being ruthless. Something heroic in his manner. There's a courage about him. Doesn't look like a killer. Comes across so calm. Acts like he has a dream. Full of passion. You don't trust me, huh? Well, you know why. I do. We're not supposed to trust anyone in our profession anyway. Peace, 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 and welcome to The Rematch, which is part of the BasketballNews.com podcast network. On The Rematch, you'll hear in-depth interviews with notable names from all walks of life. Because sometimes the media just doesn't get it right. The Rematch is that second opportunity to clarify, put things in proper context, correct fake news or misreported controversy. The media still exists as the most powerful entity on earth because they control the minds of the masses. I'm Atan Thomas, and the full truth is what we are aiming to catch. Many media stories omit details that would dilute their clickbait roar, and that's why there's a need for the rematch. On this special Syracuse edition, we welcome Syracuse legends John Wallace, Lazarus Sims, Hakeem Warwick, and Eric Devendorf. We reminisced about our favorite moments on the court at Syracuse, and we had an in-depth debate on how the NCAA is handling the COVID crisis. This was a thorough discussion with a wide variety of opinions and thoughts on this subject. Great debate. Hope you enjoy What's up, fellas? We're here on a special edition of the rematch, the Syracuse edition of the rematch. I got legends here. I got Eric Devendorf, Hakeem Warwick, uh, Lazarus Sims, great John Wallace. I mean, I'm excited to have my brothers here. There's a lot I want to talk to y'all about. First of all, thank y'all for coming on. Uh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course, yeah. Yeah. For sure, man. Know, man. Yeah, you, you know, it's tough times now, and I wanted to have a real discussion about everything that was going on. And, you know, I appreciate that we can have these real discussions. And, you know, I got a platform on basketballnews.com and uh, Fly TV, and it's great to have, like, you know, intelligent, in-depth conversations like this with athletes because, you know, they don't think that we can have these in-depth conversations. So I- I'm ready. I'm ready for it. You know, we have this situation with, with, with COVID, right? We're in a national pandemic, right? We, we all love our university, all of us, you know, legends in our, in, in, in our own times. We all, we all have a lot of love for our university. I have a, a lot of questions with basically, are we doing the best for the students, for the student athletes and keeping them safe? And that's that we're in a national pandemic. December was the deadliest month uh, nationwide. You know what I mean? They're just rolling out the vaccine. They're trying to get that all together. You know, everything is shutting down all over the place. Coronavirus numbers are going up. And in the midst of all of this, we're, we're continuing on with college basketball. Now, Syracuse has, a, has you know, it's interesting because I interviewed Coach Beheim for this show to rematch. And it was literally three days after I interviewed him, he tested positive, right? So we shut down. And then Syracuse shut down and for a period of 14 days, then we played our first game. We looked terrible. 
you know, um, Sidibe, our starting center, got hurt. And we played a little bit more, started to get together. And then we played against Buffalo. It was a great game, fantastic game. We won in overtime. You know what I mean? They, they looked great. The young team, they, you know, Kadari was coming in, doing his thing. You know, you saw a lot of promise. Quincy's been playing good all this whole season. You know, honestly, if he keeps playing like this, he's going to mess around to be a first-round pick. Like, it was promising, right? Then a few days later, we got the news that Buffalo, the team that we had just played, had to shut down as well because they had a COVID outbreak. So now our program was shut down again. And then, you know, while we were shut down, we were supposed to play this, this coming Wednesday. And, it, you know, we got the news that Florida State had a positive test or something like that, and then they were shut no. So, so I'm I'm looking at all of this, and I'm asking, is it best? Is it a good idea for us to be playing right now? <laughs> and and I, I'm having trouble with that. And I wanted us to just have a real conversation about it. Um, you know, we can start J Dub. What 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 are your thoughts? Well, I just I think it's up to the student athlete and that and that student athlete's uh, parents. Uh, first and foremost, to make that decision whether you want to uh, risk, you know, the, the the chance of catching COVID, while at the same time being able to play the game you love, you know that you know it's not just that's a conundrum. It's, it's not just one one or the other. It's not binary. It's it, it, uh, like some people just want to have the kids sit out home but some obviously probably don't if they get, were given the opportunity to, to sit at home they might take the chance to sit at home but i don't i don't think it's one or you know i think it's up to the, each individual it's a completely separate uh incidents for each individual uh somebody like myself who has asthma i, I try to be a lot, lot more careful with everything um, but in the process of this this uh pandemic you, you're starting to uh, hopefully everyone's trying to educate themselves and i've educated myself to the point of learning that about all about this vitamin D and how it really helps everything, especially my lung functionality. So there's, there, there, there's ways to get around this pandemic. The NFL just completed their season with, with, uh, without having to cancel any game. They had to reschedule, but didn't have to cancel. That, that was uh, 16 games that each NFL team played and heading into the playoffs. So, I mean, there is a way to do it. And uh, I, I don't, and I, and the NFL didn't do it, did it without a bubble. Let me ask. So, so, so this looking at the NFL, I think it's a little bit different with professionals and amateurs. You know what I mean? Like these are kids. These is like 18, 17 year old kids. And I, I hear you where they got to make that decision for themselves. But I, I kind of think that that decision should be made by the powers that be. And that's the question that I have. Are we doing enough to keep them safe? You know what I mean? And that is Z. Let me, let me ask you this though. You know, it, it's, it's, it's tough because one of the things that I asked Coach Beheim about when I interviewed him, I asked him about the COVID protocol that Syracuse uses. And he told me about the testing protocol and everything like that. And here's my thing. I thought that the whole NCAA would be under the same protocol for all the, all the schools. I, that's what I thought was, was happening. But that's not what happens. So each school, each university has their own protocol. So for me, I'm like, okay, well, what if Syracuse has a good protocol, but then the team we playing don't have a good protocol, and we're exposing our players to them like that? That's not a good system to me. You know what I mean? What, right. what do you what do you think, Z? Right. 
I, I agree. I think it should be on the NCAA to hold it, to regulate that because what you said, like we got Syracuse, Syracuse got money. Syracuse might play Niagara who ha- doesn't have the funds or the means to have the same protocol that we can have because we have the capability money-wise to, to function that way. Right. So if the NCAA, who's a money market, is not coming in to help their brand and keep their brand safe like the NBA did, which putting them in a bubble, like NCAA could possibly do that with the money they make, like how they did. Like we talked, we text about this with the Final Four. With mm-hmm. if they really wanted to, they can take a conference and put them in a city, a major city like Florida or Seattle, who's plays in the Superdome or those big buildings, those big arenas, and just place them there and keep them quarantined in a certain area, and then go go further with that when the tournament starts. But like I, like I just started with. Minor schools or smaller schools don't have that luxury. They don't have that TV dollar. They don't have those funds. They don't have that academic of the standard as far as, you know, they got attendance and their their, their rate is high and they don't have the, the funds to do so. So it goes on to the coaches and the NCAA to be the parents and say, okay, this is not healthy for my kid. So Either we all gonna do it right across the board, or we all not gonna do it. And, that, and that's my and that's but my again. I'm like J Dub. I'm a kid who wants to play. Of course. Yeah, but of we course. all we all play ball. Like when you play ball, you like if I can if I got the opportunity to play, I'm gonna go play. Right. So you kind of like they say. Um, announcers say you kind of got to take it out of the athlete's hand because athletes want to play. I want to sit at home. I don't want to be there and go to my mama's house and be, okay, I got a chore for you to do <laughs> or, right, or something right. for you to do or go do this. And I want to play ball. Right. And I, I agree with that 100 percent. And it's interesting listening to ESPN and they always, you know, not just ESPN, but any network while you're watching college games, they always make that point to say, well, the 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 players want to play. And I was like, well, y'all keep making that point about the players want to play. The players also feel that they should get paid, but you don't go off of the players getting paid because they want to. You know what I mean? So don't make that point here. But uh, but but E, I want to ask you, you know, it's just it, it's. If you were playing right now, what would your would, would your comfortability be? Like, I always wonder what the current students are thinking because I don't think they have the 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 opportunity to be able to say, you know what, I don't really feel safe here. You know, playing. You know, maybe I should. I don't think they have that freedom or that flexibility to be able to do that. To be honest with you, when you're under scholarship, because I have no, I haven't seen any players do it. Even after, um, you know, you have tragedies that happen, like like the one player, what, Cavante um, Harris? What was his last name? Cavante Johnson. Johnson. He he literally passed out on the court and then um, was in a coma, in a medically induced coma. Now he's came out and he's doing better now, and they said now he has a heart condition related to COVID. And so even in that, I was surprised that, the NCAA didn't even pause after that to say, okay, maybe we should reevaluate this. So look, there was like no pause. They just kept it moving. And that, that kind of, you know, I, I don't, I, that's why I question, are we doing the best to keep these players safe? What, what are you thinking? Well, I mean, first and foremost, I mean, you know, the NCAA is going to keep their best interest at hand, which is making money. So um, you, you got to think about that. I, I think, and I, and I think as far as, you know, what you know, go off what John was saying, I mean, these kids are going to make their own decision and their parents are going to help them with that. If, if you're asking me, I want to play, you know, I, I want to play, but I want to make sure, 
you know, my safe, my safety and health is the first priority. You know what I mean? And I don't know. And we talked about it last time. He, like, there has to be one universal protocol for the whole thing. It can't just be this is it at Syracuse. This is at Buffalo because now we run into stuff like this where Buffalo had it. We might we we didn't know, and then they come and play us. So we got to have one where everybody goes by, you know, because in it's it's a different. In California, it's this, and New York is this, and in Georgia is this. You know what I mean? So we're gonna run into that stuff. So. Um, but we need these kids to play, man, because I think it's 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 like a mental thing. Now when they're not playing, it's causing a whole nother issue. Right. You know what I mean? And look at look at on the high school level, these kids got their senior year taken away from. They're playing for scholarships. Like they're trying to get a lot of these kids had the opportunity took away from. Them. So with for me, when I grew up, if I didn't have ball, like. I would have gotten to other stuff. Like that was my outlet, you know? So now we're, when you take away this, it just caused a whole bunch of other things too. But I, I get it. Like, I don't have the answer for it. Like I, I just know like that our safety and health has to be at the first priority. And it's not in reality. It's not like, let's just be honest. So we got to figure out a way how to, how to get it to be one, you know, one universal protocol and, figure out how to be able to play too because it's, it's a lot of different stuff that comes into play man and and that's and that's my question to like mark emirate like what is his job isn't that his job to do something like this like he's the his job just collect checks man you know that no but i'm saying they, God they does nothing you get paid a lot of money to be the head he of the NCAA. i'm he like this nothing. i mean that's that's the frustrating right, part right. like we had a great discussion about this earlier um, I think it was probably even before the season started. And you presented some great points um, about about how, you know, it, it was right after Coach Mayheim made the statement that he said that he felt that the players were safer, you know, on the universities with them. And I, I'm someone who took issue with that. I was like, well, what you mean? They they got exposed to this, exposed to that, all the students. But you made some great points. Make, make, make some of the points that you made about why you felt that students actually may be safer you know, in the in the confines of a college atmosphere. Well, I know for I know for me or a lot of uh, most of the kids, they 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 come from neighborhoods and places where, I mean, they may not have access to COVID tests, and um, I th- think most of the time, like even if they're not playing, like they're going to be playing. Like you can shut it down. But they're gonna be fine and pick up games. They're gonna be they they're not gonna just be in the house. So I mean, if 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 you're gonna go ahead and 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 keep it uh, 100, like this the safest place I think for them to be is to be around uh, a campus where you you've got trainers, you've you've got tests, and you've got access to to stuff that you're not gonna have when you when you you're back in your neighborhood. So from looking at it from that, that point of view, I, I think it, it, it is um, safer for them being around uh, the campus and those health professionals. But to you guys' point, like, uh, is, is that like, yeah, I know 19, looking back now, I, I, can, I can probably, I'd be worried about my health and, and all that stuff, but 19, 20-year-old me, I want to play. And, and and a lot of these kids, uh, like like Eric said, um, like 
this is a, a way to change your life and, and to sit out, uh, to ask someone to not play or to, to, to stay away for, for what we thought was a year. Looks like it could be two years. I don't think that's, that's even possible. And so I think it's on the NCAA to not shut down, but to have the right protocol and to get things right. Um, they've made so much money. And I think if, it, if anyone should have to sacrifice, uh, it should be them uh, getting there, getting whatever they have to do to get, make sure that yes, uh, Syracuse, we have the money, we got the TV dollars, but the smaller universities, if they want this to continue, they, they should have it right so they can have the same protocols as everyone else. Or like you said, put them in a bubble or, or do whatever they have to do. They, they, they definitely have the money. The money has to be there. All the money that they've made, the students not getting paid. Like they should have the, the money should yeah. be there for them to sacrifice. Right. For That's where there's one yeah. season to That's have where I, a bubble or a protocol yeah. or something in place. And yeah. for, for them to yeah. not be able to, for, for them to, to, to allow this to go on is, is just ridiculous. I agree. Yeah. I, can, I can't, I can't agree I mean, more. And, and, then, and talking about the, you know, it, it's interesting because they're, they're giving the, they're putting, keep putting out the notion that, okay, guys can test positive and then come back and they could be okay because they're young and they're healthy and they're athletic. And that, that's misinformation. I mean, there's so many question marks. Yeah. We don't even know the long-term effects of anybody testing positive from COVID. All you see, all the doctors hey, and they the, say hey, that's the question, though. But that's the it's that's a the question, question, but that's the but that's the risk, they, though. Yeah, but where Hakeem was at is are they being educated on this? The NCAA needs to step in, and have they been? literally educated on this like each school ncaa come in and sit down with them for a week and educate them on this like akeem said we come from inner city we want to play ball mm -hmm. and that's what we're doing y'all know in our pride we missed a day or two of playing it felt your body you don't want to miss no time we and john know y'all know when we played at the dome we left practice we went up to archibald or, or flanagan and, and hoop some more because right. it's just what we do it's, it's who we are we hoopers so we're not going to run away from it and say oh you could possibly get it oh if i could possibly get it i'm hooping then yeah but that oh, but you, know, but this, you can but, get it and it's but you got it to everybody around you right right but but, but you got this Go the thing the, the ncaa they know the, the literature and they hear the doctors and they see Dr. Fauci and they see the same reports right. that are out there. And th this is my issue. It's right. not that they right. don't know. They're just choosing not to educate the players or, or keeping it to themselves. And they're choosing to say, well, if you get it, you can come back and you'll be okay. Now, this is a scenario that I thought I want to yeah. ask you this, J-Dub, because a lot of young players, I mean, even going back to high school age now, we both have high school players now, like sons that are high school. So I'm looking, and, and here in Maryland, they, they shut down all the high schools, nobody playing. I think it's the same in New York. But they're, they're, they're saying different things like, okay, uh, if, if you do test positive, you know, we don't know what the long-term deal uh, effects are. So that's where – but this is the scenario because a lot of play, parents want their kids to play because they want to keep on, you know, improving and having scouts see them and everything mm -hmm. like that. This is a scenario that they I just spoke to a parent yeah, I know. That's great. All, all the red states, Florida, Texas, Oklahoma, where I'm from, they've been playing. But that's Ohio, all. Yeah, they right, are right. Playing. But they, 
Like, I know people that send their kids from New York to Florida to play. Go ahead. To Florida. I get it completely. Now, this is my question, right? So say a person tests positive right now, right? A player. And then they come back and everything like that. The, and this is the question. Say five, seven years from now that they're they're at the draft combine, right? They're ready to go to the draft where they do all the testing. And they look at their records and they see, okay, wait a minute, your lung capacity is now only at 50% because when you tested positive for COVID and that affected your lungs, right? And they will be jeopardizing their chances just from that. And I'm, I don't feel that they're telling them the full risk of what's happening or that you could develop this enlarged heart, which has been, this is all medical, all medical experts have said, this is the fear of what could happen, what they're forecasting, what could happen down the road. Right. So they so so uh, so but you talk to players and I've talked to players and they say, well, we haven't heard anything about that from any of the teams or any of the medical people here. What they've been telling us is if we test, if we do test positive, we should be OK because we're young and we can bounce back. And so that's a different issue. That's like purposely misleading them. What do you think about that, Jada? Well, I think it's just like Hakeem was saying in terms of, uh, you know, the 19 year old me. It's like, man, I'm I'm not even really trying to find out all the information because I really just want to play. The 46-year-old me wants to know every piece of literature. I'm trying to read up on it, so you know it's hard to it's hard to really say how I would what I would do at that time. But the the reason my big thing is, Etan, is I I don't think they really know what to tell you because it's so new. It hasn't been studied long enough to actually give you real definitive answers. I don't want to hear speculation. I don't want to hear this could or might happen. Once once COVID's been around for some years, there will be definitive, real info that you could base it on facts, factual uh, evidence that happened to individuals over a course course of time, and that's how you really get your 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 real facts. So the fact that COVID is still so new, it's, you can't say it's going to uh, hurt the heart or do, do all these things long term because we really really don't know. Now there's been some incidents where uh, uh, the, the one player passed out and he's in the uh, myo, myocarditis or card, carditis or whatever it's yep. called. And but now we find out that if you do necessary treatment and all that, that's kind of reversible. Mm. You know, so there, there's there's all this information out there, but I don't I don't think we have all the answers because it hasn't been around long enough to to really dig deep to know what the long term effects really are. That's but, why, but, like, go ahead. No, no, but that, but that's the thing. If you don't know, if you don't know the big question mark, then you can't tell them that they'll be okay either. And that's my but issue. You, but you can't tell them that they're going to be bad either. Yeah. The, right, but, there's but, two but, sides of it. Of course, but what they're telling them is that they will be okay. Now, I can understand that they say they don't know, right? I don't, that, I don't, and that's even if they're telling them they're, they'll be okay, like, I don't, uh, like, just if you watch the news, I, I, I I think everyone knows that no one really knows. And even if you tell them, if you gave them all that information, if you give 19-year-old me all that information, I'm probably still going to gonna, gonna want to play. Because um, yeah. like I said, man, it's, it's, you, don't, <laughs> you, don't, you don't get yeah. that. For, for, for some of these, for, for a lot of kids, man, this is, this is your, your, your only chance. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you, I, I can't see shutting down two years uh of your life for for some people it's just your one chance of of of, of making it 
and and I just can't see people just saying, I mean, unless you unless you really like have a a condition like if it, asthma or something like that. But other than that, I think most most kids are gonna 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 try to play and and and, and roll the dice because it's is 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 like 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 uh, J Dub said, it's not one hundred percent clear. Like you could say, you, you can't tell me I'm gonna be okay, mm-hmm. but you can't tell me that that. That going the other way that is is going to be bad as as well. So I think most kids is 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 definitely going to just try to play and, and, right. and take it from there. No 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 matter what the I mean you you still want to educate them. Um, yeah. but yeah, they the NCAA is going to try to say you're going to be okay because they're only looking at what benefits them. Right. But still, as most players. This is still uh, it can still benefit them by by playing, uh, even though they're not getting paid. You can, I mean, you're getting a free education. You can graduate. You can go to the NBA. You can go play overseas. You can pretty much change. A lot of people have changed their 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 whole family trajectory from from going through this no system. Doubt. So to tell them to 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 stop because it's something that they no one is. A hundred percent sure. I don't. I don't think anyone. Uh, I don't. I don't think. No, nah, I, I won't say anyone. But I. I, I think probably like it's going to be a good percentage that everyone is going to want to play. So and, that's and that's that's enough. So you brought up insurance and, and, the, and the coverage. And so what you get injured with in 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 college, especially football, you're not covered after you leave. <laughs> you know, you can't go back and, and get coverage under the university. Um, medical department for something that you that you happened while you was in college. So I mean, so uh, technically, if you do well, need some, treatment, well, let's put that in the new contract. Then, e since COVID well, is so new, have the NCAA put that into all the college, current college players' uh, scholarship, like the adds on another five years of of insurance because of the COVID situation, and that that will that'd be great when tight guys tight. Uh, the college athletes see the play even more if they know they'd be covered another five, ten years or whatever if, if something happened COVID-related. I, I definitely agree. There's a long list that the NCAA needs to do, starting with everybody being on the same protocol. <laughs> COVID. That, that's number one that everybody should do. But I think definitely they should be covered. And then, you know, but it, it's just it's it's just so tough because, I, I like like what Hakeem said, yes, guys want to play, but I I, I – I, I don't fault them for wanting to play. I fault the NCAA for not putting together a system that is that is truly going to keep them safe because there are so question, so many question marks. And it should be uh, like you said, they have the funds to be able to do this. They, they, well, they, the NCAA is like the government, man. Yeah, yeah that's a good, a good good point. <laughs> that's a good point. They got the funds, but they just don't want it. And it's not. And the thing about it is, this is not about you know. Like I said, we love our university. You know what I mean? I love college ball. I love watching college ball and everything like that. It's just all the time when I'm watching it, it's like I'm thinking in the back of my head, like, are these kids safe? Like, are you know, waiting for the next ball to drop. I mean, if you so so going back to Buffalo, right after we played them, they have an outbreak, and it's like literally two days afterwards. We didn't been next to them. You know, I say we, but the players. You know, we they had been next to them the whole time playing everything like that. Two days later. After they take a, I mean, it's just it, the system is the part that I have the issue with. And so I, he, I, look at this. 
Yeah, just out real quickly. I just want to get your thought on this. So, but what do you think about the other side of, of COVID and what it's doing, like as far as like mental health issues, suicide rates going up, you know, just just all these other issues it's bringing in. And, and I think just to go back a little bit, what we was talking about, it's almost too much information out there right now. Like you don't know what to believe. You know, saying one person saying this, another doctor saying this. It's one protocol here, another protocol there. We don't really know what to believe. And then going back to what Doug was saying, you got to educate yourself. Like, first and foremost, how do we take yes, care sir. of our body? Like, how do we eat right? How do we, what, what herbs are we taking? Like, people don't even know how to eat right. Eat. Like, there are yeah. people, people right now stuck in the house eating McDonald's every day or doing that. Like, they still don't know how to take care of their body. So, you can't even say you did get in, into where you got in contact with with the COVID. Like you, you have a lower, a higher chance of really getting problems because you're not taking care of yourself in the first place. Like we we got to do that as like together as like a community and educate each other on how to take each take each uh care of each other in the first place. It's like to help with all the other diseases. You know what I mean? Like it's so much it's so much stuff going on, man. Besides this, and everyone is just focusing on. On boom with this, but it's and now it's just causing more, you know. So edu- we got to educate ourselves first and foremost on how to how to eat right, take care of ourselves, and prevent all these things. Yeah, you know, and and then and, and we don't we don't do that right now. Like it's it's just crazy. But what is your what is your I like for the other issues that that come into play with COVID? You know what I mean? No, I thought those were some good points. I mean, the, the the amount of depression, especially, and so even going back to the high school age. Uh, for here in the DMV, and they didn't have high school sports, and the amount of depression that 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 you know has has arose arisen since since the shutdown for a already high depression amongst teenagers. It was already high. Do you know what I mean? So no, it, I I definitely understand it. Then you have situations where um, you know since kids have been at home more, the kids who are in bad situations at home, their their bad situations have become magnified. You know, so you have, you know, different abuse going up more. You have different issues going on. So the, the parent is is out of work. So then that creates a whole different, like, there's a lot of different issues. So a lot of times kids want to escape and go play sports because that's their safe space. You know what I mean? So I, I get all yeah. of that. I, I don't fault them. I don't fault the kids. I'm more of the, the powers that be, whether it's the high school, you know, federation or the, the you know what I mean, departments or the colleges to keep to come up with a system that keeps everybody safe. And that's the part like I'll give you an example. So so in you know they, they flirted around here in the DMV with the with the thought of having a high school bubble. Okay. With having some type of bubble. Now of course the private schools have the funds to be able to do that, but the public schools don't really have those funds, right? But it would take the private schools having to take care of some of the public schools doing that and they could create a bubble. Right. But, of course, the private schools didn't want to do that, <laughs> you know, but but when it comes down to financial decisions. So looking at the NCAA, they could create a system where everybody's safe. I feel that they could. I feel that they haven't put enough into it to create that system. And that's more my issue. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think I'm not necessarily saying that the, the only option is to shut everything down. OK, there's other options before we get to that point. But create a system to keep everybody safe. That is logical. Not just like, you know, and that first, like we said, starts with one universal protocol that everybody is on and you hold everybody accountable for that protocol. Mark Emmerich, do your job. Do what you get paid to do. You know what I mean? Like formulate a program for the NCAA to follow during a national pandemic if you want to continue playing. 
and that's just what I don't see them doing. That's my. Issue. Well, we gotta have the, we gotta have the, we gotta have the government do what they're supposed to do first off, and hopefully the NCAA will follow. Like when you have the head of the head not doing what they're supposed to be doing, like. How did how did New Zealand? They have zero cases. I'm not saying obviously the population, but right, is right. much smaller. But they have zero right, cases. Like all, these, all these other countries. Word, man. But, hey, man, but this is the thing, though. But sports, a lot of times, leads the way for how society. Like, look at the NBA when the, when the NBA shut down after Utah, Rudy Gobert, and everything like that. Then you saw everything follow after that. So, in a lot of ways, right. having sports come on makes everybody think that okay, everything is a little bit okay now. You know what I mean? So I, I I think that and it's and that's fine to do that, but you he could the NCAA could use the platform to educate everybody while sports is going on. You don't hear them doing that. Do you hear them talking about COVID protocols and what people should do and everything like that? They could be using their pro their platform, but they're not. They're just throwing everybody out there and hoping it don't work. When I saw Houston, the University of Houston have every single player on the team test positive and not miss a beat, I was like, oh wow. Yeah, they 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 really are really all about money. Like they don't really care, you know what I mean? Like to even just pause, and that's 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 yeah. my issue with it. You know, I just want them to, you know, they, and, and they're not going to do it unless they're forced to. The NCAA, just like they're not going to pay players unless they're forced to. They're going to keep operating the way they've been operating to try to make money. Now, one thing I did see was I saw news that Indiana um, said that they were thinking about having one kind of bubble situation for uh, March Madness. And keeping everybody in a bubble and trying to think that so that's something that depending on and they should get the advice in Indianapolis, out, yeah. right? In Indianapolis, see how the NBA did it, follow their protocols, you know what I mean, and be able to have a successful March Madness. I'm all for that. Just give me a system that makes sense. Well, that's why I said like coming to Florida and being in Disney, they could do that, especially for at least for the NCAA tournament. They can come here and do the same thing that the NCAA the NBA did to just take it over for, for that month of March. Right. And run the tournament and protocol everybody. But also while they're doing that, like you said, they need to educate. That's the that's the issue I have with them not educating. Like, okay, we all know that vitamin D helps. Why aren't these kids getting that at least? Getting educated of what they need to do, what they need to we have major schools like y'all know we had meal tables and all this, so why not change it? If they're not doing it, change their meal plans for them. Right, and get them going. Okay, this how you need it. Like we got trainers who got their own side businesses as our sports trainers, and I'm pretty sure every major program has it. That that head trainer has his own business. We've been through it, man. You know, Joe. We had download. They had their own businesses. They know this right. stuff. Yeah. So they know how to keep your body right. They do it when they need you to get on the court. They put you in that little cryo tube for your ankle and for your knee. So they know that you know they know some science to it. So no, that's agree. the problem. The adults are not taking care of these kids. I agree. And now, E, this we talked about this during the summer. TBT had a successful tournament, and they had a good protocol, right? Now, remember we talked, I was like, okay. We, as soon as you told me their protocol, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Talk to me about what their protocol was and why it actually worked. No, it, it did make sense. I mean, we got tested right away when we got there. Uh, and then every day we were there, we got tested. Uh, we got the results uh, the day after each one had to wear masks everywhere. They kept the team separated on uh, different floors. Uh, I think they had maybe one or two positives. I think maybe I think maybe just been one, but they did a good job of keeping it, you know, keeping it 
where everyone's supposed to be right there in the bubble, everyone's safe. Um, I mean, and yeah, if, it works. You know, if I think if people can kind of emulate that, we saw the NBA do it. Like, and like we were talking about, if they could do it for the Final Four or the NCAA tournament, I think that's the best idea because it does work. You know, mm-hmm. it does work. Like, for the most part, I felt really safe. Like, I mean, I did feel safe, but 100%. You know, I felt I felt good there. So it, it worked. And I, and I heard that echo from everybody at TBT. They felt safe. I don't hear yeah. that echo from the, from the college students when I talk to them. They don't feel safe. They, they're worried. And they, and they should be worried. You know Well, I mean? they're not in a bubble. They're, they're not in a bubble, you know? Yeah, think about it, fellas. Even if it's smoke and mirrors, like if we see them actually trying to do something, we feel more confident. Like so the effort of me doing the protocol or me testing you, effort. The problem is NCAA is not doing putting the effort into it. Right, I agree hundred percent, and that and that's and that's the issue. All right, I ain't gonna keep y'all too long with this, so I'm a, I'm gonna wrap it up. But I want to wrap it up with this though. I want y'all each to tell me your favorite SU moment, and that's how we're gonna end. We're gonna end on a positive note because I know everybody want to want to hear and they they love love reminiscing and stuff like that. Well, I'm gonna tell you your favorite. You broke up on me. I'm gonna tell you like this: my favorite moment, without without question, is coming back from the Final Four. Even Lazarus Sims went out that night. The only night he went out, you know, Z never party, hung out. But I made everybody go out that night. You know what I mean? Everybody went out to the bar. We got we was pouring shots until about six in the morning, standing on the bars. I had the, I had the championship net on all night. You know what I mean? And and some, man, it was a crazy, 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 crazy night. And I'm sure Akeem can relate because he came, you know, in the final four. No like, that's just that that situation is just second to none, man. Word up. Like that, that was the craziest <laughs> moment ever. And Z know the whole team. I was like, everybody partying tonight, man. Forget forget your girl and all that. We going out. Everybody going out. <laughs> That's non-negotiable. <laughs> a team meeting out in the bars. I heard about that. <laughs> hey, Z, Z, what's your favorite moment? Favorite SU moment? He, but yo, though, he, he, he diluting the story. Because they made us go out from the airplane. When we landed, we didn't even get a chance to go home. We went straight to the bar. <laughs> because while we was playing, yeah, while we got the locker room, when they got the locker room, they had pictures of Marshall Street where you couldn't even see the street. We wouldn't, we weren't sure what they were showing because people was on top of the buildings, on the cars. All you saw was people. So they was like, "Yo, look at this." So we, me and Doug, we on the plane flying home. We're like, "Yo, we going straight there." Like this is crazy. Like I ain't no way I'm going home and missing this. Like we left our bags and went straight to the, on the bus and went straight to Marshall Street. <laughs> so that joint landed. So that thing was crazy. So one of my great moments was. We was in Denver, I think we was playing. It was the same series. So we going every round, Dick Vitale and everybody said we was gonna lose. Every round we knocked everybody off. So now we get to Kansas, they all got Jock Vaughn, they got Raper friends, they got Paul Friends. Oh, y'all gonna lose this one. We run through them. Next one, y'all gonna lose to Georgia State. We in Georgia State, them dudes huffing and puffing. John looking at me like, yo, you ain't tired yet? I said, well, we just getting started. We want to run these dudes off the court. When they start talking to each other, like, man, you scared to shoot. Man, you tired. What you do last night? John, like, yeah, we got these jokers. Like, we, it's, it's a wrap. We going to the final four right now. And every, my favorite one was the whole tournament because every round they thought we was going to lose. So to the point where John, where we, remember John, uh, Billy Packer got rest his soul, he was like, yo, 
do y'all chant. I need y'all to do y'all chant. So then we won the game, so we had to at half court with the, with the guy. We going, Cuse is in the house. Oh, my God. He started dancing. Somebody yeah. started throwing water. And Billy started doing Come the on. Like, Come on, man. He started doing like that, son. Right? <laughs> 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 I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. That was fantastic. Like honestly, I I was in high school. I was in my high school cafeteria, Booker T, watching y'all. And I they was like, all right, you know, it's time to go back to class. We're like, I ain't going back to class. We watching this. Like you know what I'm saying? We had you had the chair section, right? Because I had already committed to Syracuse. I was like, oh, my team over here. Like y'all, it was that was dope. That was off the chain. So yeah, but much respect to y'all. E, give me your give me your favorite moment. I'm a, before you say it, one of my favorite moments of you. Was when you jumped on the on the, it was in the biggest tournament. You jumped on the thing right afterwards. It was talking to the crowd. They all went over. That was my favorite. That like picture, that moment, everything like that. I'm telling you, that was off the chain because it was like you could yes, feel sir. your energy, <laughs> and that, it, it was like yes, you know sir. what I mean. It was like coming out the screen. I was like, yo, look at him. So that's my favorite moment of yours. But what's what's your favorite? Yeah, I mean personally, that probably have to be my favorite moment. I mean. It's- OT game, just that whole, the whole game, man. It, it was from beginning to end. It was competitive. It, it was with our rival UConn on ESPN in the Big East tournament. Coaching that one. I was coaching that one. <laughs> yeah, Z. So you already, Z, you already know the whole week. So and then it, yeah, Cal, Calhoun and Bayheim, like everything was kind of set up for for a perfect moment. And then you had a shot that didn't count. That was the kind of the setup for the drama for the rest of the six OTs and. Um, no, I had that picture. My mom has that picture at home, standing up on the table, and I was saying all type of stuff. You already know it was, it was like pure, like pure, pure passion and emotion just coming out. Like that was, you know, that's that love, you know. So it was, yeah, that was probably my personal favorite moment for sure. That's that's what's up. Now, Hawk, you had some great moments. I you had some great I mean? moments, but with before, that, before oh, I wait, get the wait, moment. wait, wait, but that 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 moment with that block when you came off of. You know, and I, and I talk to Q all the time because man, Q, the you block. Know, like, I, I that love block. the block, but he dunked to my man from Texas so nasty. <laughs> That's what I, I was going to say. The teammate. I was going to say that too. I was hey. going to say those were my two favorites, man. Those were my two favorites. What about the stretch dunk? The stretch dunk versus Notre Dame. Notre Dame, the stretch dunk, oh, yeah, yeah, where he yeah, dunked yeah, yeah, from yeah, the block. From the block. Come on, <laughs> man. The go go gadget. Yo, that, that, that looks fake right there. Before I get to get to my favorite moment, my my that that when 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 E like outside of that, like when E jumped on the table, like I I remember because I was I mean everybody know I'm a I'm a Syracuse guy, so we we texting, we 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 going back and forth, and everyone is hitting me up because. The entire world was had to be watching that game. If they if they didn't watch it from the beginning, about time you got to like overtime two or three, everybody watching it now. Everybody like yo, you got to turn this game on. So I'm t- I'm you, I'm talking big 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 trash to, to to all my Rudy is my teammate, and we we going at it. So that was outside of like my moments, and that was that was definitely like my like my my favorite moment, man. That was that was a. Uh, a crazy game and a, a crazy ending. Even even though that wasn't the ending, it felt like that was the the, the, the perfect ending to the game. You know, seeing him jump on the table and, and all that. Crazy. But uh, like my 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 actual favorite moment, man, uh, was just like after we won. 
I mean, and, and, and kind of like the same thing with what y'all run, John. I mean, this was the time like we were, this was before like it was the one and done era. Uh, so we were young. We were, I was a sophomore, Mellow, G Mac, they were freshmen. So this was before like the, 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 when the, the new kids was like winning games, like before this, it was all upperclassmen and no doubt, no one expected us to win. So, so just like y'all, we were, uh, we run, we was running into a deep, uh, Oklahoma. They were June, all juniors and seniors ran through them, Texas, like every, 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 every turn, like they were expecting us. All right, these young Syracuse kids, they, 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 they had a nice run, but, is over and we just kept winning and just kept beating beating these teams and then when we finally won it all and just that everyone when everyone just jumped on mellow and just you can see the pictures people just jumping or keep q q swan diving on on everybody <laughs> the last second and <laughs> mellow at the bottom of the pile telling me i can't breathe like that that moment was just the the, the the something I just can't forget and just one of the the greatest moments of my life man and just something that I'll never forget and um when we when we got back um the crazy thing is what what was it April it was a it was a blizzard it was just, like I didn't know but like the I guess like it was the game got blacked out because it was a a, a damn snowstorm uh-huh. and in April and like a lot of the people couldn't see the, 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 the game because it was like an ice storm. But, uh, I saw the pictures like we wasn't, I'm, I'm mad. We, we wasn't able to get back that same day because we was in, we was all the way in New Orleans. But when we, we did get back, um, just to, 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 to see the joy and the happiness. And, and I think us being young and not knowing the history, uh how important that was um especially it being new orleans and, and me blocking that shot like i didn't know about the keep keep smart knocking down the shot and pretty much almost the same only shot he ever hit in his life yeah like i didn't i didn't, I didn't know like, like that much <laughs> of the, the history and just to see people that have been going through uh, diehard Syracuse fans and them coming up and thanking me and and bring some people coming to tears. Uh, how important it was for for uh the program and for for Coach Bayheim, like mm-hmm. um, like that's that that championship speech. Like you could see, like how important it was to him. Like I've never seen him like this. Like he was fumbling words, he was messing up, and we I just remember looking around like, damn. Like I ain't never, I ain't, we ain't never seen coach like this. So just to see how important it was, uh, for 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 uh for him and for the program and for the for, for the guys like you, John, that that, that have, have have he didn't get a chance to 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 win. Like that was like I I feel like that was for for everyone. And 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 oh no, I I won with you guys that night, my brother. I won with you, yeah. man. All of it, for real, all of us. Like I, I felt, I felt like how important that was for the program and for for all the guys that that that, that set set it up before, and um, and for guys like you, E, um, that came after uh, to to lead the way. So it's it's great to have this 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 great brotherhood. Um, like I said, it's it's not too many too many programs that 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 I think are as close 
uh, as as Syracuse is. And I think that the one reason is because we we pretty much all had the same coach. And that's, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much impossible uh, to do in this day and time. But That's what's up, man. Hey, I'm, I'm going to tell this quick thing. So when y'all were playing, right, That I was with the Wizards then. And that was when MJ was – he came out of retirement, right? So he's on the team. So I'm coming out every time y'all win, I'm talking big noise. I'm like, uh-oh, it's all – you know what I mean? They doing it. And, you know, and MJ – like to bet about everything. I didn't bet with MJ about nothing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> MJ would be, they would, they would be, in, they would be in, the, um, in the front of the, um, like the plane. Big betting. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I, that's all I gotta say. Big betting. I, I didn't bet nothing. So I'm only like talking all this noise. And this was right before y'all played Texas. And he really, and, and he was like, all right, young fella. Um, he was like, we'll put your money where your mouth is. I was like, huh? You know what I mean? He was yeah. like. He's like, so we can put a bet, we can put something. <laughs> and I was like, uh, you know, that's not really my thing, MJ. <laughs> but he was like, no, nah, let's put, let's put something on. He's like, let's just do a gentleman's bet. I was like, all right. He said a gentleman's bet. He said, all right, bet a thousand. I'm like, that ain't no gentleman's bet, MJ. <laughs> he was like, all right, we'll put a hundred on it. I'm like, all right, cool. So y'all won. Um, y'all beat TJ Ford and them, right? So then, so then the next day, I came back and I was just smiling. Didn't say nothing. No. Just he looked at me. And he, like, he came, walked over to me, gave me a crisp 100 bill, and then he, he went on and looked at me like, good game. And then he went back, and he was like, no, nah, y'all have a special team. And that was the, that was the only time I ever bet with MJ was on y'all. The only time. Got my crisp 100. <laughs> Got my crisp 100. Hey, man, but I appreciate y'all, man. It's all cute love here. And, you know what I'm saying, I keep, you know, I'll always go back to saying it. It's not about criticizing you know, our university or criticizing, you know, I love our university. We all love our university. You know what I mean? So I think that a lot of times when you, when you got so much love for our university the way we do, it's okay to have conversations about them that say, okay, we can do something better. I don't think anything's wrong with that, mm -hmm. you know, and I, and I, I appreciate y'all coming on. I appreciate y'all having this conversation. And so y'all keep doing your thing. You know what I mean? Much love, much cute love. Y'all stay safe. Like I said, appreciate you coming on The Rematch. Thank you for listening to The Rematch. You can find more episodes on basketballnews.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review. You can also find my articles on basketballnews.com, along with exclusive content from Kenyon Martin, Vinny Del Negro, James Posey, and more. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Thomas 36 Let me know what you thought of this episode and who you'd like to see as a guest. I would love your feedback.